0: You need a friend Someone you can
1: talk Welcome to, to Easy Listening 106.1 WBLI Long Island's Easy Listening love, there's no Little Glen Fry for you answer. to start off here Thursday Only morning you can say what you're gonna do. We were trying to find a song about finishing second I, Heard you this is kind of, I mean, it's a stretch, but listen. It's about two people. Yeah, he's saying. one, Somebody in this song finishes second. Like, are you going to stay with me? you going to go back to the other bitch. Guy. It's kind of what he's saying in the song. Mm-hmm. So, we... the reason why we started with that is because we, you are, you are currently listening to the second funniest podcast in the world, according to something. We won. Runner-up of something. I don't really know. It, it's called. It's called Podcast Discover Pod Awards. Mm-hmm. The 2021 Discover Pod Awards. And uh, you know, here are the nominees for funniest. Um, funniest podcast podcast comedy podcast. The nominees are. All Fantasy Everything, and That's Why We Drink, Barmy Dale, Comedy Bang Bang, Cover to Cover with Chris Fendrell, Scam Goddess, and a few others, but I cut it off when I screenshot the picture. So let's just pretend, you know, they're big ones. Yeah. I Uh, think Rogan was on that Rogan, Joe Rogan, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sure, let's say he was. And That's Why We Drink, one, was the winner. Of the 2021 Discover Pod Awards, best comedy podcast. Mm-hmm. Second runner-up cover to cover with Chris Frangiola. Mm-hmm. So, which is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we beat some big ones. Joe Rogan. We, we, sure. We comedy bang bang. We beat yeah. comedy bang bang. We beat All Fantasy Everything. Barmy Dale. Okay. But we didn't beat And That's Why We Drink, which is a paranormal and true crime podcast. Which doesn't sound like a comedy podcast sound to me. Funny. You know, I mean, I'm sure it's, and I looked it up and it's a huge podcast. I mean, mm. they have, you know, they're like, a, they're on a whole other level than we're on. They're in like in the hundred thousand downloads or whatever mm. it is level. We're not, uh, we're just a small little yeah. ham and egg operation over here. We're a
0: mom and pop. That's podcast.
1: it. You know, and we, uh, but we did it. Number two. So if uh, some of the things we talk about on today's podcast you guys don't necessarily agree with, I don't think that was funny, I didn't like it, you're wrong. You're wrong because the world has spoken, at least the people who went over to the Discover Pod Awards, mm-hmm. which I believe, doing a little research about it last night, is one guy who just started a website called Discover Pods, and he you know, puts on different podcasts that he believes people should be listening to. And thankf- thankfully, we are one of them that yeah. he was thrown into the mix. So I guess in a way, he likes our podcast. He's got good taste. And it's become something. You know, it's, it's become a bit of a thing. And why wouldn't we celebrate it here on today's cover to cover Thursday edition? We're going to, of course, we're going to celebrate it. We won something. Yeah. We didn't win physically anything. Like,. I was telling my wife about it. She's like, so what do you get? I'm like, oh, I don't think we get anything. Like, yeah. is there a trophy or anything? I'm like, no. Is there a ceremony? Do you go to a place and have a <laughs> dinner and pick something up? I'm like, no, I don't think that either. Is there um, any
0: bragging rights?
1: Well, I I didn't even know what happened, honestly. <laughs> First of all, I didn't even know this, this was happening. Someone had put it on the Facebook page that this there was voting for podcasts and we were one of the nominees. Mm. I didn't even know that. You think the guy could have thrown out some emails like, yeah. hey, you guys are nominated. Go and spread that word around. But I uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, somebody wrote that we were nominated a few weeks ago. So I had put out the word, go vote, and people seemed to do it. Then we won yesterday, and I had no idea that was even the maybe I should I would have worn a different outfit had I known it was the actual the Oscars of, of podcast, basically mm-hmm. it was yet was last night. Yeah. And uh, and then someone just posted that we we were runner up, and our name is is runner up. We got a picture of our podcast up there. We're in the mix, you yeah. know. Um, so there you have it. Uh, I wish I would have known. I wish it was a bigger deal. I wish you know. Al- I I actually texted it to Alex. He said, "Can I post this online?" I said, "Absolutely." Did he? Not at all. It will happen Didn't, today. Oh, today. you well, gotta it's know too how to, late. It's too late. What, are
0: you going to post late at night on a Monday? You, you're going to get no well, traction.
1: I posted mine around, you know, and it got a little traction. It, listen, a, little traction. a couple of comedians, they see it. That's all I care about. If a couple yeah. of people are like, whoa, whoa, is this something? It's yeah. not anything. It really means, what does it mean to, in the end, nothing? We still have to read a Hawthorne air today that, uh, you know, they did, they weren't happy with our last... Hawthorne ad, so we're going to read one today to make up for the last Hawthorne ad that we didn't do properly. Yeah. So we still got to deal with all that. Even though we are the second Mm -hmm. funniest podcast in the history of the world, it doesn't make any difference. So you want to
0: be a podcaster. We're
1: we're back to square one. Yeah. And, uh, but we, we wanted you guys to know that we are the, uh, and runner up also Heather McDonald finished runner up as well to Conan O'Brien needs a friend as best interview style podcast. Mm. They had them broken up into so many categories that literally I think every single person got nominated for something. It was literally broken up into best person of color hosted podcast. And I'm not kidding when I say that. Best, the, this person, mm. po- best person with a beard and a mustache hosted podcast. Everything. Yeah. So many categories. We got But I'm happy with best comedy podcast. That was our, and we had two categories. Also, people's choice. We got our asses kicked in people's choice. Who'd they choose? Who the fuck knows? But we didn't even... We didn't get runner-up. I'll oh. tell you that. And then after runner-up, I don't even know what, what happens after runner-up. Third? Who cares? Bronze? Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. You know, so there you have it, everybody. Kind of my first award um, in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Since I... Probably since Best Supporting Actor at the uh, Drama Club Awards at Connectwood High School... 1985 Mm -hmm. Uh, also won the same award supporting actor in 84 okay won it again in 85 which led to some controversy in the drama club world theater arts club we called it we didn't call it drama club we had a lot of meetings about what we wanted to call it some people thought drama club was a little too uh old school dramatic yeah dramatic perhaps so we decided to go with theater arts club and, uh, and I had won Best Supporting Actor two years in a row. Do you want to know the roles I won for, Alex? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Obviously. <laughs> thank you. I believe I won for a character called uh, Marvin. I played a guy named Marvin in a play called Enter Laughing. Yeah. I think it was written by, uh, by Carl Reiner. It was a Carl Reiner play, and I, and I won for that role, Enter Laughing. Uh, and then I, I think, I don't know what the other role I won for. Mm. I'm I'm not exactly sure. I believe it might have been something in the musical Annie. Oh. I played, I don't know who I, Rooster Hannigan or some shit. Whatever. Rooster Hannigan? I think that, yeah. You, you know, won like, Best Supporting for Rooster Hannigan? I believe so. Uh, listen, the point is I won two <laughs> years in a row in 1985, Best Supporting Actor. And the, and the fucked up thing about it is I throw everything away. I don't keep, I'm not. I'm not a hoarder type. Just watch that. The reason why I mentioned hoarders is because it's fresh on my mind because I watched it last night. Mm. I couldn't, of course. I you know I'm going through the channels last night, and and here I see a hoarders, and I'm like, let me give this a shot because it's a new one. They you know they all they they're all exactly the same. And you could you could watch the first hoarders and the, and the newest hoarders, and it's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. The house is shitty. It's really shitty. It's gross. They look through the kitchen. It's gross. They see poo-poo on the floor. It's gross. Uh, they don't want to clean it up. Um, then they, they bring the professionals over. Professionals are going to help clean up. Mm-hmm. But the, they don't want to give anything away. You know, of course, they the professionals tell them, separate it. Now, this is what I don't like about hoarders. They tell them to separate into three piles. Keep, throw away, and donate. And then you look, it's a bunch of fucking crap. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. As a guy who, who, who is a Goodwill shopper from time if I'm in a city somewhere, you know, I got nothing else to do, I'll walk into a Goodwill, just root around. Because sometimes you find some comedy gold in Goodwills, mm-hmm. and I'll do that. But let me say this about all these places that are taking donations, Salvation Army, Goodwill, St. Vincent de Paul was one of my mother used to say, give it to St. Vincent de Paul. Another one that took, took, you know, I don't know if they have brick and mortar buildings, St. Vincent de Paul, but mm-hmm. Salvation Army and Goodwill do. Yes. Brick and mortar, you could walk in, get yourself a stained T-shirt mm-hmm. for a dollar. Mm-hmm. You know, does that have armpit stains on it? It does, but whatever. On Listen, one side. You're going to wear a jacket over it and you're not going to yeah, see that. You're going to layer. Yeah, you're going to layer. So it's a dollar. Mm-hmm. You, you, you want to make a fuss? No, uh, this, is, this will be fine. But then I think some people go to Goodwill at Salvation Army, not for the kitschiness of it. They go because they need a shirt and they can't afford one at another. You know, yes. I feel like you can get a T-shirt at Walmart for a dollar. You know, why get it at Goodwill that's already been worn by several people? Yeah. Anyway, whatever. It's that already is-
0: gone through three generations of kids or family. <laughs> right,
1: right. That aside, these people don't want you junk. No. They, it, it, the point of it is for them to be able to resell it, so they can make a pro, some sort of profit on it. And then, you know, and they give people less fortunate people work and jobs and stuff like that. And and they help out, you know. So so don't be giving them your crap. And of course, these hoarder people, yeah, they don't have good stuff. They got just junk, just and they're like, we'll put that in the in the donate pile. I'm like, no, 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 don't. There's no donate pile. No. It's either throw it away or keep it. And the, let's, let's give away the, cause the donate pile is just, it's just keeping shit going cause they, they're, they're on a time crunch. You know this Alex, right? Yes. You familiar with the, the hoarders and all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're on a time crunch. They got to get it done under a certain amount because the state has deemed these houses unlivable or something. Mm-hmm. So in order to get them, but they had to get them back in a certain time. And then I, I feel, I feel like these professionals who come to clean up they're like, forget the donate pile. Throw it away or keep it. And, of course, they keep everything. They go, oh, I really might need this someday. And then they have to have bring the, the the psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever. She comes in mm-hmm. and talks them down. You know, you don't need that. Mm-hmm. And they start crying. I need it. And it's all like people just, mm-hmm. the hoarding is the least of their problems. You know what I mean? They got all sorts. And they bring the family members over. And it all starts to make sense. You're like, why did this person begin to hoard? Then you meet a few family members. You're like, oh, oh here it is. This, is. this is the reason why. It's, it, listen, it's nobody on the top of their game. You know, you don't see some guy come, you know, in an Armani suit over to the house and go, mom, why are you hoarding? Everybody in the family is, you know, limping on, you know, some sort of walker. Mm-hmm. They come limping up the driveway. Like, what's the problem here? Got all sorts of wounds and shit. And, and that's who hoards, mm-hmm. you know? And uh but it's fascinating to watch. But now what they're doing is at least the one I watched this week. I didn't mean to just get into hoarding, by the way. I just it was fresh on my mind because I watched it last night. Um I uh three hours, three hours. You like watched three, three hours, o- hours of hoarding? Well, I watched one that was a two hour episode oh, okay. and all of a sudden I was invested in it because she had she had fucked up two houses, this woman. Oh. She had her own house that she had hoarded so much shit that the state had closed it down, deemed it unlivable. Then she was also a caretaker for this poor old man who just sat in a chair. You know, he's at at that level of life. He's at that level of life where he's just sitting in a chair. And she loaded his house up with Mm -hmm. shit. So they walk in and ask him. Yeah. Poor guy, I didn't even know where he is. Hey,
0: Frank, do you need that back room?
1: Exactly. I borrow it? Well, no, that, that's kind of what happened. Yeah. And then the, the the professionals come in and are like, do you want this stuff here? No, I don't want it here. I don't know, even know what it is. And so they, you know, now this woman can be in trouble because she, she's a caretaker for this old man. Yeah. And he can't even get to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody has any m- much time left here. This mm-hmm. guy's going to be gone dead in a week. This woman who's hoarding is going to be dead in a week. So it, it's almost like... Why are we even bothering? Yeah, everybody's going to be dead in a week. Just leave this dirt, dirty old bird bath in the middle of the living room. You know, be quicker. And let's move on.
0: Just wait and then rent a tractor.
1: <laughs> right. Just pick it just all up. Yeah, just burn the house down. Yeah, just burn it. they're all dead. Yeah. So yeah, fascinating. I as much as I've watched hoarders over the years, I'm still a bit fascinated by it. And then, of course, I'm, I'm not sure of the network. It's on TLC or whatever hoarders is on. And it and it bleeds into intervention.
0: Which is which is it, almost the same show.
1: It's almost the exact same. It's it's very similar show, and it's they're all so depressing. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at it; and you, it does kind of make you feel good about life. You're like, hey, you know what? I mean, things aren't that bad. Yeah, uh, look, I mean, look at these people's living situations, uh, both the intervention people and the uh, and the hoarder people. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. down and out shit. And then the interventions, you feel you do feel bad because in some cases, an in intervention, the families are pretty. They look like they're doing well, you know. Mm-hmm. And how did their kid go so wrong that they're sniffing glue, whatever, in the woods somewhere behind a Seven Eleven? And, it, you know, the poor family's like, oh, I don't know what we did wrong here. You know, it's always my biggest fear with my, my daughter because I'm the greatest father in the world. Mm-hmm. My wife's a good mother. Like, we're, and she's living a good life. But who knows when she's, you know, maybe one day she'll start sniffing glue. Some are just bad the, apples. Yeah. You know, so we, you know, we do all you can do. Mm hmm. And thank God. And then, of course, they have to sit down and some, we all know, you guys have all seen these a million times. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but, you know, intervention, they sit down in like a Sheridan room mm-hmm. and they get a room at a Sheridan in whatever town they're in and they all sit down with the person.
0: All the family
1: members, and all the family, they members. all have their own letter written, right, which is why thank God I never became a drug addict. Because I honestly don't believe my father's ever put pen to paper. I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not kidding when I say that. I like if my father would have had to write a letter to to tell Dear me to, to tell me to get off drugs and sit across from me and read it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's capable of of, of those type of emotions. Uh, I, I don't even think he, I don't know if he knows how to write, and I'm not kidding when I say that. Never saw the man put a pen to paper so he would just basically go get, get, get your act together did you write that down no but get your act together and then that would be the end that'd of, be it you know i you'd have to go watch a horse race so uh and then i would just go run out and then they all they get wise to it they run off they all end the same way too they run off they come back they run off what i don't what i don't see happening on any of these shows sometimes the dimension does a little bit i believe but we don't do the we don't do the follow up, yeah, because you know the hoarder house is going to go back mm-hmm. to being a hoarder house in two weeks. They're just going to get more shit in. You're going to
0: put them in a 55 plus apartment complex right. somewhere, and they're
1: going to and they're just going to pack it with number you know, target bags. Yes. So anyway, that's it's fascinating. That's what I watch. I think why the reason why I watch is because I was watching the playoff baseball games, and they end. They're on TBS or whatever. And they end and then hoarders begins. And I and I was too lazy to get up and change the channel. Mm-hmm. So next thing you know, two and a half hours into hoarders like <laughs> fully invested. Yeah. Like in these fucking horrible people. All no teeth. Oh and it's always some, you know, trauma has has, has started the hoarding. Mm-hmm. There's been some trauma in their lives and therefore the hoarding has begun. Yeah. Perhaps watch this, watch this segue, Alex. Perhaps what a lot of these people are suffering from is a heartbreak. Alex, okay, you know what I'm saying? Heartbreak, yeah, heartbreak. Well, heartbreak. I've heard of it. You've heard of it, of course you have. <laughs> well, heartbreak is uh, is an actual thing, and it's becoming more and more of an issue in the world. Uh, doctors are very concerned that more and more people are stuff- suffering from broken heart diagnosis on the rise in the U.S. The life threatening medical condition known as broken heart syndrome is being reported at increasing rates, according to a new study published by the Journal of American Heart Association a temporary condition also known as takatsuba cardiomyopathy causes the heart muscle to become suddenly weakened and generally happens following a period of severe emotional or physical stress mm-hmm. so these people who got you know just piles of uh, old Campbell soup mm-hmm. a lot of times they, they go through the kitchen yeah which is the grossest I can't into the kitchen I can't even Thank God they stopped showing the bathroom. They were showing the bathrooms mm. sometimes. I'm like, don't, don't
0: do that. You don't even want to see the grout.
1: Oh, <laughs> the grout. Jesus, forget. That's the least of their problems. The grout, but oh, uh, and then uh, you know, I, I've had a, I had a couple of hoarder before the t- Hoarders TV show. I don't know if I have ever told this story, but when I was, you were f- a hoarder? No, when I first, fur- I am the furthest thing from hoarder. <laughs> I know. I am. I like. I throw everything away except for my two. Best Supporting Actor Awards, which I still have. Mm-hmm. And my Kinequat Theater Arts Club jacket. Mm-hmm. That's the high school I went to, Kinequat on Long Island, which I'm still not on the wall of fame. And they have a wall of fame, everybody. And I am now the second funniest podcast in the world. Mm-hmm. And they still have not acknowledged me on the wall of fame. Yeah, They acknowledged a couple of assholes who were like finished, you know, just auditioned mm-hmm. for like American Idol. You know, Jimmy... Uh, Scatterucci auditioned for American Idol. Who gives a shit? I
0: think somebody's conspiring against you.
1: I, Alex, I'm not kidding when you when I say I 100 percent am mm-hmm. certain of it. Who do you think it is? There's a bunch of assholes out there who don't All want right. me to don't want to see my success. They don't want to adorn the hallways rise. of Kinequa High yeah. School. Yeah, we <laughs> no, should go. We should. I told you we're my, going. I told you my my, my <laughs> I jokingly wrote a big letter one time to Kennequa High School. Uh-huh. It was a joke. Did you actually the, send it? Yes. Well, I put it on their Facebook. They have a Facebook call with a lot of all mm-hmm. ex, you know, people who went to the high school. And let me guess, they not a lot shit. of sense of humor oh my in the God. old theater arts. It was. I was joking that I was not on the wall and how famous I was and I mm. need to be recognized for my, my fame. I was on the plane one day goofing off just, mm-hmm. and I wrote a long thing because I yeah. had a five-hour flight. And it was, you know, a long thing about it. Like you they, wrote
0: a second draft.
1: I was I I really went into it. Yeah, how they have a wall of like athletes, and nobody has achieved anything. athletically. Somehow you're on that. That's uh, well, weird. they have achieved they've achieved nothing athletically in the school. Nobody, no. nobody's went to the pros or anything. Or we don't have any Tom Brady's in the high school. No. a couple of people had good games in high school, and they're on the wall for that good game. Yeah, you know, this guy got three touchdowns against Lindenhurst in 1983. Yeah. Uh, and that's on the wall what's he doing i was on chelsea lately you son of a bitch i was on nine episodes of punchline on fox Mm -hmm. do i have to keep going i was in my mom's a werewolf with john saxon and ruth buzzy i mean how much more do i have to read my imdb page i haven't even touched lights out or 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 the sons of anarchy after or the number two funniest podcast in the world anarchy Anarchy. Mm afterward After word, uh, yeah. W O R D, not after word. Demon Win. It was a joke. Demon. I mean, uh, thank you, Alex. I mean, these people, they they don't even.
0: What were those snuff films you were making in Malibu yes, called? Yeah, and then I
1: made a couple of snuff films in Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> the one of them was called uh, Are You Lonesome Tonight? And I played Josh, the new model in town. So, I mean, that's not going to put me on the. I'm sorry I didn't score a couple of touchdowns against Lindenhurst in 1983. Like some of these fucking all young. those
0: people went on to do is be carpenters. Well,
1: whatever they're on the wall, and then of course they have a military wall. Yeah,
0: of people who oh. went to the military
1: and they put them on the wall. And I'm not saying they died in the military; they just went to the military. Mm. Yeah, and got out, and now they were, you know, now they're doing something else. But they're on the wall. Yeah. So I went on and I jokingly said, "Why is there a military wall, and why am I? Now? I'm famous, mm-hmm. and I'm not. And how dare you put the military over me?" I'm famous, dude. You stole oh, Val, oh, and they man. fuck oh my this. Who is this asshole? He is ruining the the, the military. Is they serve our country? I'm like, oh, geez, I was Jesus, there's only kidding, you know. So then I asked for a swing in the playground of one of the elementary schools. I didn't need the high school. Just name a swing after me or something. You'd in have had to pay elema- for the swing, huh? Yeah. So I don't know. It was, but the people fucking hated me. Of course, I doubled down on it, you know. And then other people were like. They started writing about things that they had survived. Like, I survived brain cancer. Why am I on the wall? I'm like, because you've never been on TV. Who cares yeah. about brain cancer? Jesus. I mean, have you been on television? That's what deserves a plaque on the wall.
0: Let's just merely talk numbers here. You got a better chance in this country of having brain cancer right. than getting on than television. Than getting on television. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I, or was being on, an NFL I was on. So I was on a bubbly. game show
1: on Fox at three o'clock in the afternoon called Punchline. Yeah, I don't give a shit about your brain cancer your or your military loves Fox. or your touchdowns against Lindenhurst. You got yeah. The disturbing study published Wednesday found that both men and women <laughs> have been steadily increasing in broken heart syndrome. Alex, this oh. is a problem. Rising rates during recent years with women fifty to seventy-four. A lot of broken hearts between, and this is they believe it's literally from like broken hearts. People yeah. are suffering from. Uh, the p- broken hearts 50, 70, for the analysis uh, 100, 135,000 cases of broken heart syndrome from 2006-2017 t- discovered that women make up 88.3% of all cases hmm. women experienced a oh ladies for the older ladies listening to this podcast you gotta get yourself checked out for your yeah. broken heart they uh, 6 times higher rate uh, 12 times higher than younger women and men uh, older women mm-hmm. these skyrocketing rates are both intriguing and concerning says uh, susan chang of the american heart association uh as we advance in age and take on more life and work responsibilities we experience high stress levels and increasing digitization like phones and shit mm-hmm. and then, of course the pandemic have really given people a lot of broken hearts yeah so that's yeah. i didn't ever think about
0: there. the digitalization of the world i mean Nowadays, That's, you have to have a phone to do everything. I know.
1: So they got to get themselves one of those ones with the big numbers. Num- I yeah. I see them. They, they advertise them in the afternoon you television. You turn the font up in the iPhone. Yeah, they call them something. They call them a... 700. Gigi- something. There's like a... And like they named them after a bug. Life alert. No, it's named oh. after a bug. J, j- Jitterbug. Jitterbug. That's jitterbug. for little kids. No, it's a phone for old people.
0: I thought Jitterbug was for little kids.
1: Uh... uh maybe it's for little kids too I believe the jitterbug is a big phone a phone with big numbers okay and just like nine one one and um <laughs> and that's it you know it's yeah. got nine one one on it and you like program maybe, three maybe numbers. One, one of your one of your sons or daughters you know like one son or daughter on there just to, so you can press it before you you die anyway that's a problem everybody broken heart syndrome be careful uh this I found interesting, and, and we'll go, and if you guys, listen, if you guys are fu- aren't finding any of this funny or interesting, that I mentioned that you're wrong, because we're the second funniest podcast in the world right now. The so only the, people at least for so the rest of 2021, yeah. which isn't even, why didn't they make it 2022? Because we're, we're only, what, three months left in 2021? And they just voted me that yesterday? Is it, because we should b- still be mm-hmm. told 2022, we should have second funniest podcast in the world. Uh, America is the richest country in the world. I also you know America is the richest country in the world, and twenty twenty receipts prove it. Uh, during the peak of COVID, in the US, saw the highest growth of financial assets due to tax cuts and explosive stock market. Um, however, did you want to hear that uh, ten countries you can go to where you can feel rich? You'll be ri- <laughs> how much you have to make? Do you know how much you have to make in Australia to be considered rich? What a, no. $103,000. What does that
0: mean Mean rich?
1: Annual pre-tax income needed to be at the top 10% of the country. Okay. $103,000, you'd mm-hmm. be rich in, in Australia.
0: $103,000 I don't want to say anything. Dollars.
1: US dollars, sure. Okay, Bangladesh. You know what you have to make in Bangladesh to be in the top 10? No, that's Bangladesh, okay? Yeah. You could go to Bangladesh and be bawling. Mm. I'm fucking talking... You, Alex. Yeah. You poor yeah. son of a bitch down on his luck. You might as well be a hoarder. I got
0: seven pesos yeah. to my name.
1: Well I'd be in, a king Bangladesh, in Bangladesh. You could be in the top ten percent of, of the entire country if you make twelve thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Twelve thousand dollars a year. You could if you make fifteen thousand dollars a year, they'll give you the country. Yeah. Would you like Bangladesh? I uh, sure. I'm gonna go to Bangladesh.
0: Mm-hmm. Why would
1: I not go and be the fucking richest person in the country?
0: Where are you gonna start?
1: Bangladesh. What do you mean? What city? Oh, I, uh, they, have, they have cities? I thought it was all so. Bangladesh. Isn't Kashmir in Bangladesh? Yeah, it used to be. I think they've changed the names uh, of all the cities. Yeah. Um, it's
0: going to be a good time, though. Watch bre- it. Th- I think there's fresh revolution brewing over there, I believe. Be careful.
1: You want to mean? Oh, you could get in the top 1% of Bangladesh with 42,000 mm-hmm. a year. How about Brazil? You only need 34,000 to be in the top 10%. Mm-hmm. 150,000 puts you in the top 1% in Brazil. I've been to Brazil. Yeah. Mm, Not a fan. And that, that, listen, the people of Brazil, I love. Excellent. The country of Brazil, maybe I saw it on a bad day. I was there for two (laughs) weeks with Fortune, (laughs) filming the worst TV show in the history of TV shows. Thank God, actually Fortune and I were talking about this uh, the week I was opening for her. We were like, God, thank God, that didn't happen because mm-hmm. it could have happened.
0: So that could have interrupted her fame.
1: <laughs> exactly, It yeah. would have ruined her career basically, yeah. and we would have been on the plane because the point, the joke of the whole terrible show was we were going to go to a bunch of shitty countries and perform <laughs> on their game shows. So we, not only we would, not saying Brazil's a shitty country, but you know, no, but there are how, there are parts. That's and how so
0: Brazilians would have heard it.
1: There's a there are parts in America that are shitty too, and mm-hmm. I know we're all very proud of but our they countries, don't have game but show. sometimes.
0: What are you going to do, a trivia night in a bar in Alabama? But we were going to go to, like,
1: real shitty countries yeah. and be on their game shows. And and we were already kind of done after Brazil. Like, we would have had to go to, like, 10 more mm-hmm. to just through the season. Yeah. Can you imagine being two weeks in, like, India doing some shitty game show? Canada. Oh, let's go. Fuck, Canada.
0: 50. To be in the top 10?
1: 100, f- $107,000. You'd be in the top 10% of Canada. To be in the top 1%, to be fucking basically yeah. the prime minister. Yeah. Or basically, balling. <laughs> Ball, you could do blackface. <laughs> to do blackface. You could do Lover Boy, I think they're from Canada. Mm-hmm. They're probably up there in the top 1%. Shania, Shania Twain. Twain, thank mm-hmm. you, Alex. Michael J. Fox, yes. Alan Thicke. I'll keep going about it. Norm
0: MacDonald,
1: Neil Young. Neil Young. Uh, now a lot of these Canadians are all probably in the top 1% because mm-hmm. they make over $268,000 a year. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Should I continue? Yeah. Do you know what our top 1% is? Uh, yeah, like four hundred thousand dollars. I think it's
0: right? three thirty was the last time. Right? Maybe uh, adjusted for inflation. Yeah. Four.
1: Yeah. Egypt. Yeah, you know, Egypt's pretty high. You gotta mm-hmm. make hundred and fifty thousand dollars to be top one percent in Egypt. Thirty nine thousand to get your top ten percent. Mm. Ooh, Ooh. We're going. What do we got? Ladies and gentlemen, the next the next time you hear cover to cover, we will be broadcasting live from Ethiopia. <laughs> we'll be in <laughs> Ethiopia where we will be uh huh the fucking <clears throat> king. Two kings, two kings, two kings, Alex and myself. I was going to say king and queen, but you don't, want to, you don't mm. want to be the queen? No. Alex, there are no genders anymore. You know that. You could be queen if you want to be queen. Okay, so I'll you be could queen. Say, yeah, Alex,
0: yeah, go to Ethiopia and try a gender yeah. conversation. The well, only thing you'll be is We can do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, we're kings. Uh,
1: annual well, pre thousand three $8,381 put you in the top 10%. $8,000 mm-hmm. you'll put you in the top 10%. 35000 puts you in the top 1%. $35,000 a year. You're like, fuck. Get my tiara. Bang. I'm bang. (laughs) I I make, I'm doing well. Yeah. Listen, I'm not on the wall of fame in my high school, but I'm the fucking king of Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. What does that even mean? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I make a lot of money in Ethiopia. And these people, I mean, I think of the things I can do. The things I can't afford here in America, I'll just get them in Ethiopia. Like what? Uh, massage. I don't know. Massages. Whatever people do, R- grapes fed to me by an Ethiopian mm-hmm. uh, f- child. Yeah, I don't know. What are people doing? I don't know. And I don't even like that sort of business. My know. old boss. Oh, France. You got to you got to be fucking pretty. You got to do, be doing pretty well in yeah. France.
0: What is it? Uh, top ten.
1: Hundred thousand dollars to be top ten percent, and it's almost the same as America. Yeah. Three hundred thousand to be top one percent in France. Okay. So you're not getting any. oh oh fuck, Germany. You better, you better you better bring Germany. The heat. You you gotta bring your, your hatred of all things non white and three hundred and fifty thousand dollars to be in the top one percent. Okay. Hundred thousand. That's like the, that's the highest one, Germany. Mm. Oh, India we could be ruling the world in India. And then of course and then Italy
0: Here's the thing with India. You know, though. Italy,
1: of course, Europe, European countries. We're gonna need a lot of money. Japan, we're gonna need a lot Not of money. Not Greece. We're gonna need uh, it doesn't have Greece on here, but we're gonna need three hundred thousand dollars in Japan. We're gonna need three two hundred and fifty in Korea. Even Mexico, we're gonna need.
0: What about North Korea?
1: Uh, we can go over there. I think they'll invite <laughs> you with open arms and then uh, put you in a cage and let dogs eat you. Well, I'm sorry. What was Mexico? Mexico, you you're gonna need uh, actually two hundred thousand dollars. Top one or ten to get top one, and then and then sixty thousand fifty-two thousand dollars a year to be top ten percent. So that's a lot. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway, that doesn't even mean you get I can, to keep weaker. I didn't realize this was gonna go yeah. on so long. Um, this is fascinating though. Yeah. Pakistan, sixteen grand, the Philippines, you know, you get the idea. You see what's happening here, yeah. right? But the poor countries you could live very well on. It's mm-hmm. I'm not telling you anything you don't know here. Yes. This is from Finance magazine, which is a, a legitimate publication. Even mm-hmm. they run out of things to say eventually. Yeah. You know, like, what, what countries can you be rich in? Ethiopia? <laughs> They're going to get canceled Well, for no this article. shit. Yeah, yeah. No, You can be rich in Ethiopia, but you can't be rich in France. I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody wants to be rich in Ethiopia, Yeah. but I'd, ra- I'd like to be in France. I watched that Emily in Paris. I've mentioned it before, and mm-hmm. I know people are supposed to hate this show. And I watched Squid Game. Everyone tells me, you got to watch Squid Game. Mm-hmm. So I did. I watched it, and it's yeah. good. You know, I didn't finish it. But I never finish anything. I have two episodes to go in Squid Game. Did I'll you finish, finish Emily in Paris? I did. Fuck yeah, I, I did. I mean, you
0: finish some things.
1: Because I tell everybody, you know, I watch Squid Game and everyone tells me I'm supposed to love it. It's the greatest thing ever. And it's good. But I... I turned to my wife and I'm like, I gotta be honest with you, I'd rather be watching Emily in Paris. Mm-hmm. And I know it's stupid and terrible and I'm not supposed to like it, but this little gal, this Collins, is running around in fun outfits mm-hmm. from one restaurant to the other, you know, having a having a life there in the fashion business mm-hmm. with a bunch of little uh, you know, little twinks running around yeah, eating and, and bread, like a handsome and guys. getting sassy with it and yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the next thing you know, she's got a handsome chef. He's gonna take a he's gonna answer his door in a towel at least Ooh. at least one episode, at you know. that that's coming and uh so i don't mind it at all and i'm like i'd rather be watching emily in paris or hoarders Mm -hmm. two two very different shows yeah you know i don't think you want to see anybody come out of their shower in a towel on hoarders (laughs) i think i don't even think they find a towel there's yeah it's buried underneath a bunch of uh cat shit yeah uh however um i emily in paris Season two is about to begin. Mm -hmm. And if you guys uh, are excited about my reviews uh, every night of uh, every weekend on this episode podcast of of Emily in Paris, you're in for a treat. Yeah. Because I'll be watching. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just hope it's as good as the first episode.
0: Yeah. Have you ever watched my six hundred pound life?
1: You know, a little too gross for me. Every episode I has know. a shower scene. I, Every well, episode, I, yeah, I know, a little too gross. Because I watched the twins. There's two. Yeah. There's two twin sisters. Those were rough. Um, some of it, like some of the freak shows, I can't watch. Like, remember they had the the two who were conjoined twins. Oh yeah. They, yeah. They were like they were. You know, they were, they, one of them was like funny and the other one was, you know, one of them wanted, I remember, I swear to God, one of them wanted to be a country singer and yeah. the other one was a stand-up comedian or something and they were, <laughs> I don't know. But that, that one was always a little too weird for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like a real two-man show. Yeah. I could, but anyway, there you go. That's, if you want to be rich in some places, mm-hmm. maybe you guys are sitting around with a broken heart because yeah. you don't have enough money in America and you're, it's breaking your heart. Go to Ethiopia. Do you think the broken
0: heart thing is just depression? Like,
1: how are they met? Like, what it is? It's I think it's depression, But what they're what they're saying now is they believe it affects your heart more than they had realized. Oh. I believe it was what the study is saying. Okay. They believe they believe depression and and stress affect. It's not really a broke. You know, they're not your boyfriend broke. Tell you, you're mm. not dying. Yeah, some you're people going to go into
0: cardiac arrest. Some people dude. do.
1: You know, uh, this this There's is a, the type of podcast. Go ahead, Alex. You want to say? I was just gonna say. uh
0: Do you want to? Know, I heard this a long time ago, so might, the numbers might be a little different. Do okay. you know how much you American U.S. dollar you have to make to be in the top one percent of the world? No, it's like 33. That's thirty it. three. Thirty three grand a year. What? Oh, really? And you're in the top one percent of the whole world. Oh,
1: so I'm, well, I'm in. Yeah, I was in. Like even when I was fucking reading tables. In. Yeah, I know yeah. you're in. Oh, and that's saying I'm something. In with you, cash. The rest of the world sucks. America's the greatest, except for the people who listen to me in Australia and Ireland and some of the other you guys who read Canada. Mm. We we spoke very highly of you, Canada. Yeah. Just now, we didn't shit on you. Mm-mm. We shit, we did shit on Ethiopia a little bit and maybe a little few others, but we spoke very highly of Canada. We we love Australia. Yeah. Love it. Been there many times. The people are. You know, I don't know if they're the smartest people. Mm-hmm. What have they done in the in society? What have they given to the world? This I have a lot of Australian listeners, and I've just yeah. ruined my tour of Australia. But listen, not exactly. You know, good people, good looking. Uh, not a lot of deodorant over there in Australia. I've you noticed Na- the natural that good looking. people, yeah. the natural people. Yes, and you know they think that they don't smell each other because they're not of American. Mm-hmm. I smelled them though. I. I smelled them <laughs> when I was there. I I was on Bondi Beach with these sweaty, you know, good looking. Did I mention that? Oh, the hottest. But in I don't the know world. if I'd want them as my partners on Jeopardy. That's all I'm saying. Um, not that they have partners on Jeopardy, but if they did, I wouldn't want it to be in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Benjamin Moore. Benjamin Moore. We're all familiar with Benjamin Moore. Very familiar. This is a uh, paint company. I was, someone would somewhat say the paint company. Probably, yeah, I, I mean, depending upon. You know how how much how well you know paint, house paints uh, interior exterior mm. whatever Benjamin Moore people love Benjamin Moore I I, I choose a bear B E H R sometimes but Benjamin Moore I did my doors in Benjamin Moore and it did serve me well I
0: did my doors in like Benjamin yeah. Moore
1: anyway Benjamin Moore happened. everybody just released their color of the year color and see Benjamin Moore did it right they released color of the year twenty twenty two not like these people who gave us the Best, second best podcast, comedy podcast on 2021 Mm -hmm. in October. Yeah. When there's two months left of 2021. Right? We are in 2021, right? Yes. Am I wrong? You're correct. Okay.
0: Benjamin Moore is a few months ahead.
1: Benjamin Moore said this is the the color of the year 2022. Next year. Next year. So it'll be the entire year of Mm -hmm. 2022. If you guys want
0: to accent your house by painting just your door.
1: Well, I highly recommend... October Mist. Ooh. Oh, I should have had a drum roll there. That is color of the year 2022. According to Benjamin Moore, October Mist is a muted shade of sage green. This calming color was chosen as a canvas for the color trends of 2022. Mm. Uh, this year, Benjamin Moore's color of the year looks beautiful all on its own. We could see it in a spa-like bathroom or a creative home office. Yes. But we're even more excited about uh, the hue as a jumping off point for the other 13 colors on the palette. Hints of violet, wildflower. I mean... (laughs) Listen, 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 people. Keep If right now you're driving and you're listening to this or however you're listening to this and you're like, is he seriously talking about a paint color on his podcast? (laughs) Listening to paint dry? Listen listen to me, people. (laughs) Literally, talking about paint drying. We are the second funniest podcast in the world. Mm -hmm. The people have voted on that. And if you don't think this is... True, you're wrong. Yeah, uh, I don't know how many more times I can say it. You're just wrong. So that is the color of the year, uh twenty twenty-two. I listen. I honestly find it October mist. I looked at the color. I find it to be a little too light. It's a little too light, Alex. I'm going to show it to you. Let me see it. It's a little too light, mint green. Yeah. I prefer my greens a little darker.
0: I love the shade. I do need it darker. But okay, that's, you know it might I work. Love it, it might
1: work in a bathroom. I mean, this article is like six pages long. They're talking about it. I yeah. mean, some poor son of a bitch over at uh, Real Simple Magazine, mm-hmm. which is a nice magazine. Everybody yeah. read that Real Simple, pick it up. Of course. It's for a bunch of yentas who are looking for, you know, places to put their succulents. But mm-hmm. uh, it's nice. And they talk about things like this. Honestly. They, they literally do four pages on paint colors. Yeah. Um. So we should pick up a Real Simple and, and thumb through that one day because it's some... Uh, this is this is, an art- like this, is, this is this is an content. article in in, uh, in, in <laughs> real simple magazine. Mm-hmm. Four neutral paint colors that can add value to your home. Which, by the way, I told you, the real estate agent across the street from mm-hmm. lives across the street from. He goes, your yellow door just added about seventy grand to your house. If I hope you know that, I'm like, oh, I know that. The only asshole who doesn't know that is Alex, and he would be poor in Pakistan. What so color is it? it? He Alex would be poor in Pakistan. <laughs> Let me finish my sentence. <laughs> um, Alex would be poor in Pakistan. Um, okay. What everybody. color is your door? It's a I forgot what it was. What was something daffodil? No, it wasn't daffodil. It was something more than that. It was it was flowerier than that. Did you go bear? Uh no, I went Benjamin Moore. Oh, you should have. The went guy bear. suggested Benjamin Moore. Uh he, he lied to you. Should have <laughs> went bear. Alex does not like my yellow doors, <laughs> but I'm gonna send you guys a picture and you could be the judge. Um Hollywood 2021 is being haunted, Alex, and we're right on, we're a week mm. away from Hollywood 2021 uh 21 is being haunted by a supply chain this supply chain shortage is becoming a real issue yeah we've talked about it. i've seen today's show is tackling it a lot mm-hmm. this supply chain issue we've mentioned it months ago on this podcast we told yeah. you it was coming
0: uh anyone I, paying attention knew this was coming now
1: let me just say this i have yesterday i was in costco mm-hmm. i haven't time in my life by the way I, I i went over to costco yesterday for the new listen, one
0: the new flagship
1: no, I didn't go to the flagship. That You're talking about Woodland Hills. No, I didn't go to Woodland Hills. I went to Sepulveda, okay. which is a good one, too. Yeah. Because let me tell you why I went to Sepulveda. Because in the same parking lot of Sepulveda, they have a Dollar Tree. And I went to mm. Dollar Tree because I needed some... Now, just relax, everybody. I needed some Halloween, like, you know, crappy Halloween Kitchy shit. shit. Kitchy shit. kitschy shit, just to put... Because we felt we went for a neighborhood <sighs> walk yesterday, last night. Yeah. Or the night before. Neighborhood walk. My wife and my daughter, we go for a neighborhood walk in the evening. And we saw a lot of people had a lot of Halloween decorations up, fun stuff, lights, blinky shit. Everybody's having a good time. And we felt a little scroogey. We're like, oh, we don't really, we have some stuff up, mm-hmm. but not enough. We went heavy into pumpkins. And I'm not talking real pumpkins because I t- I went and spent 40, 50 fucking dollars on real pumpkins. At a patch? At a patch, at a pumpkin patch. Okay, Squirrels ate them in one day. I mean, I'm talking- Squirrels eat pumpkins. I didn't (laughs) didn't know. I watched this fucking squirrel, spent an entire day looking out my window watching this squirrel. Not only did the squirrel burrow into the pumpkin, then it gets inside the pumpkin and eats everything out of the inside. All the seeds, everything, gone, to the point where it was a giant hole in it and burrowed out. Wow. Squirrel, all the pumpkins, $50 worth of pumpkins, had to throw them in a the trash. But that's
0: a good tip because the worst part of pumpkin is when you got to clean all that shit up. I know.
1: If, if he would have made a smaller hole and cleared it out, good I could have probably turned it into a jack lantern mm-hmm. But he made a giant hole. This this squirrel was a son of a bitch. He's a shit. Um, anyway, uh, so I go to this dollar tree to get some shit. As long as there's any supply chain problems over there. And I no. thought this was the stuff that was gonna be a fact, it was cheap shit that's in these crap in China, China yep. in these freight, you know, these these big freight containers. Mm-hmm. I thought this is gonna be the shit's not gonna make it. What? I can't get any fake roses because they're mm. stuck in the middle of the yeah. ocean? No, we got plenty of fake roses. Yeah. You wanna you want a Mylar balloon that's misspelled? Yes, we got plenty of them. Yeah. I'm like, so what is exactly stuck in the ocean out there and not making it to the ports? Because I feel like this place is loaded with shit.
0: <laughs> we have all the plastic fangs we can get our hands on. <laughs> I Me and
1: Alex, as far as the eye can no see, vegetables and terror- sight. Yeah, that's what I think it is. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like important stuff. You yeah. know? that's why people are dying of broken. We us have hearts. a toilet
0: paper shortage. Can I get some yeah. fake
1: blood? Uh- <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to die right now because I don't think they have enough flowers. They're gonna people are gonna bring you plastic flowers. Mm, and I yeah. told you how. Feel about that? Yes. Don't bring me plastic flowers. Um, anyway, they're saying that it's gonna. This this shortage is going to affect uh, Halloween costumes uh, and some Halloween costumes that are currently being affected. According to the HCA, ninety three percent of millennial parents plan to celebrate Halloween, and eighty percent of Americans plan to ring doorbells. After the Center for Disease Control, CDC, has green-lighted trick-or-treating outdoors. Did you know Mm. that? Uh, Consumers should uh, buy costumes ASAP to avoid disappointment, according to the HCA. But good luck if you're trying to get your hands on the ghost face mask made famous by the horror franchise Scream. Scream, Yeah, Stuck in the ocean. They got thousands of Scream masks out there. Just can't make Mm -hmm. it to the ports. Yeah. So... And really, I feel like that's like one that's, that was a long time ago, that man, that's still a uh, hot, uh, anyway, that's uh, Scream 5 is coming out, so it's uh, I feel seeing, like
0: the masks are more popular than the movies. It's seeing a resurgence in
1: popularity, but it's also high demand because dancer Slavic Pustovov, she's known to his more than 4.5 million TikTok followers, wore a ghostface mask in one of his videos. Oh, so this uh. guy on TikTok wore one, so now everybody wants it. Um, they don't
0: want to be Scream for Halloween. They want to be Gosh Dick Forfosh. Yes, the dancer.
1: Yeah. Here are some other costumes that are selling out rapidly. So if you guys want to get your kids into something, once again, not only the second funniest podcast in the country, also helpful. Yeah. Uh, in in Right now, I mean, I don't think any other podcast has given you the... the the, uh, the costumes that might yeah. be sold out, so you better get them quickly. If you want to if you want to dress your kid as logistics. an animal, an animal of any kind, I don't. Can you do that in this uh, sensitive these sensitive Absolutely. times? Absolutely. If you were hoping to dress your kid up as a rabbit, a dinosaur, a gorilla, you're going to have to need a plan B. There, you mm. can't get them. Good luck. Kool Aid, man. Wow, man, who just? Dis- not, I've I never, never seen one. I've never seen ever in my in all my years of Halloweening. I've never seen a Kool Aid Man outside of the actual Kool Aid Man. Yeah, that comes busting through your house. I always was weird when they called the Kool Aid Man and he would come busting your house. And then he you you after you quench your thirst, you're like, okay, now who's gonna fix this fucking wall? I mean, you just yeah. put one hundred and ten thousand dollars worth of damage in the kitchen because I needed uh, some one hundred and ten grams grape of sugar. Shit, yeah. yes. Nostalgic costumes are really popular. That that one. Mike Myers from Halloween. Yep. And a Kool-Aid Man. Don't even... You can't even get them. Cost, gaming costumes. You'll have a tough time getting anything Minecraft. Don't even bother. Fantasy or cartoon costumes. Uh, animated f- Toy Story and Frozen. Ha- Harry Potter. Can't find them. It's funny. I was in Costco yesterday. They literally had 10,000 fucking Frozen princess costumes. So yeah. I don't know if this is bullshit or not. Mm-hmm. Go to Costco in, uh, on Sepulveda and... In, uh, in Encino or whatever that's considered. Um, I'm sure Costco has a very integrated
0: website too, I imagine. Well, what
1: I read was Costco, some of the bigger, larger companies, Costco, Amazon, Target, they bought, they saw this coming and they bought all the shipping containers. Mm-hmm. They got them. They're like, oh, we're not going to get stuck with those shipping containers. We'll just lease our own shipping containers. So some of these you know, small mom and pop people waiting for a fucking Kool-Aid costume to show up, they're like, well, Costco got it because they bought all the containers. Yeah. So We don't have any containers to get our, you know, our squid game is going to be popular. It to- should come as no surprise that costumes supplied by Netflix squid game are impossible to find. Heroes, doctors, nurses, you can't find those costumes. You know, so this is like every costume. So yeah. what kind of hobo? Just put a fucking cork like my mom used to do. Put a cork on the stove. Get Burn that cork real good. Put it on the stove. Put on the electric stove that we had at the friend Joel house. Electric coils. You know, got real hot. Hot. Fucking orange. Red. Yeah, red yeah. hot. Then you put that, co- that, that cork on there. And then should you let the cork cool off before you uh, you put it on your child's face? You probably should. My mom didn't. She would, go, you know, blow on it once or twice and then put the burning cork right on Chris's face. And my brother Kenny and Gene and Matthew, all of us got burning cork right on our face. I honestly don't even know where my mother got the cork. I don't think they were putting down a lot of wine. And if they were, I believe it was twist off. Mm. I don't even know where they got the cork. I'd have to ask about that. But my, my parents remember nothing.
0: Probably the Fontarelli family. <laughs> Did you have one of those? I don't know, but it's we probably <laughs> did. If, if they were probably in, huh? down
1: behind the house. Down if you went down Woodlawn or, or Wyke Wikers Avenue behind us, that was a bit of a shitty neighborhood. Yeah. We were a couple we were on Ocean Avenue very mm. we we're doing very well for yeah. ourselves. You went down Woodlawn, you you got the Fontanelli's alley Yeah, whoever it. you and you know, bad situation. Yes. A lot of just dogs on other side of the track. a lot of workout benches on the front lawn, mm. a lot of El Caminos with you know, two tires off. Yeah. A lot of uh, somebody always working on some sort of shit car. punching bag hanging from punching the, bag hanging from a tree in the yeah. front yard <laughs> Christmas lights still up all the time you know just uh, you get the idea I'm, I'm not a lot of bird Uh I think we had you a know guy made think, birdhouses in the neighborhood, so Stevie Pete's dad made houses oh Shady stevie character. pizza stevie pizza, pete's 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 he said stevie pizza stevie i was pizza. like stevie god new york guy. is terrible yeah. <laughs> pet, pet costumes don't even bother getting costumes for your pet which i once again i've seen them everywhere i don't well, know what Amazon's this, this article this, this article is from the Fear today mongering. show pure and fear-mongering Absolute fear-mongering because i've seen these costumes everywhere um supply shortages here you go we're going to talk more about supply shortages could cause trouble for the holiday shoppers. They're saying too, we gotta be careful, Alex. Mm-hmm. They're gonna this is gonna be a problem. Yeah. Leading into the holidays. If you guys I I recommend and I've said it, we've said it on this podcast, uh, you know, ad nauseum. For mm-hmm. years we've been talking about the Bradford Exchange. And I I think the Bradford Exchange has had this shit sitting in a warehouse uh, somewhere in the valley yeah. out here in California for years so if you want the, they're some, up. some shit from the Bradford Exchange we've talked about many different items mm-hmm. that they have they got right now they're currently hawking a Christmas tree of some sort with Jesus birds on Jesus. It Jesus. But they got some birds they yeah. got a bird clock yeah like a bird clock bird clock <laughs> can, what What time is it it's uh, it's um, it's half past the, the, <laughs> the herring. yeah it's herring o'clock it's, oh, uh, yeah. oh oh cool what's that it's three you don't know what that is it's three o'clock it's gonna drive me insane. Is that gonna go off every every hour? <laughs> it's a quarter yeah. till blue jay. Yeah, Get, a, over it. di- <laughs> Get over it's it. Get over it. It's a different bird call every hour. You, is there any way you could take the batteries out of it or something? Because I feel like by hour two, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking smash that on the floor. Will that No, Don't it's you fun. Dare. Isn't that fun? I got it from the Bradford Exchange. Mm-hmm. You wanna f also have a fun thing about uh how much I love my daughter. It's a it's a it's a crystal. Um, jewel box that talks about how much I love my daughter. Where'd you get that? Profit Exchange. Bradford exchange. Does it make uh, noises? I think it does. When you open it up, it makes some sort of bird noises. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't actually remember opening it. Um. So they be careful. Empty shelves are coming, everybody. Uh, this article's too long to read. I did want to. Realistically though, I mean We'll it, talk about that on a future episode
0: Maybe it's not a bad time to start stacking up on on canned stuff for the holidays Like canned The, the old green beans, the green cranberries, beans, cranberries, pumpkin yeah. pie mm-hmm. mix Get some pum- pumpkin crust
1: That's a pretty good tip, Alex I would do it <laughs> are you, What are you doing for the holidays? You heading home for the uh,
0: I It's prom- coming I promised my mother I would be home for Thanksgiving
1: oh, What about Christmas?
0: I'll probably go
1: I'll be home. I mean, we're fully into the holiday. I might spend Christmas point, right?
0: actually here with my friends. I'm I'm an adult. Maybe
1: what type of friends are you talking about? The comedy friends? These losers? The only friends don't be doing I have. that. Fentanyl. Well, you know, if yeah. you guys get <laughs> yeah. together. Don't I, I hear that? You hear young is very comedians get together. Comedians, yeah. No, I'm I am i will I know, you know, we got a couple of things we wanted to discuss. Don't be doing this, that defending. There's five five hot t- uh the five winter trends this year. Winter puff everybody puffy. get puffy shit. Down, down, down puffy down. jackets. Get a I'm just we'll get we'll delve into this more in another episode, mm-hmm. but just quickly, so you guys don't look like fools if you're going out to a party this weekend, get yourself an oversized quilted puffer vest. Oversized. I'm talking gigantic. This gigantic. woman, this model, looks absolutely ridiculous in it. It's
0: like a uh, tire mask. And you know what?
1: Br- bright colors, Alex. Even in the winter, for the bright- winter. Yes, I know. Shocking, but you t- yeah. you don't you don't you don't agree with it? Tell it to Versace. I just went all in on rustic. Well, Damn you it. fucked up because you need bright yellows and then ev- rib knits. Rib knits, <laughs> people. Do you have rib knits? No, and I'm not talking about riblets. Something you get at applebee No, no, no. I'm talking rib knits. Yes. You know who liked uh, uh, Riblets was my my uh, my my mom's mother. My mm-hmm. we called her Denver grandma. She's long since passed. She but. was in Denver. She was in Denver. My mom's oh, your from mother Denver. is my from mom's Denver. My mom was born and raised in Denver. Yes. yes. And uh, my grandmother was- You knew dear. her and I were kindred spirits. Yeah, we spirits. called her Denver grandma, and we didn't meet her very much. She was uh, down on her luck. <laughs> so you met her so little that you just called her the city she lived in? Exactly. We <laughs> oh, probably met her Denver three grandma. times in our lives because she couldn't, you know, she wouldn't have money for traveling and mm-hmm. whatever. My mother used to go back a lot and meet her, but yeah. we didn't meet her a ton. Anyway, uh, my brother went to denver one time my brother actually worked many years on the mm. denver airport the Ooh. big denver international airport DIA. My was, yeah the one they say has uh things underneath has the ground uh, uh glowing uh, uh a satanic horse and well
0: they do uh, spaceships. have a yeah but yeah. they also
1: have they say they have a uh, uh like a military base uh, underground yeah. Right? yeah yeah well my brother worked on it so yeah. he could tell you if they did or did but while he was there he took my, he hung out with my grandmother a lot and he said that she really liked the um riblets at the uh, appleman <laughs>
0: Well, that's good. You know what's crazy? I, I want, I want riblets.
1: He would say, from the, you know, where do you want to go to dinner today, Grandma? I want riblets. Where do you get those? Applebee's riblets. I like those. I can't feel it back here. What's, it? oh, air conditioning? Oh. Oh, it never could feel it. I can't feel the air conditioning back here. Okay, well, well, it's going to be back there in a second. I sounds like the we, most
0: down on her are luck we, grandma. Oh, are we getting, How heartbroken oh, was your oh, grand, she was, Denver grandma? Denver grandma? They didn't know at
1: the time what she was suffering from, but it was, heart, it, was it was heartbreaking. <laughs> uh, yeah. We need Riblets. All right, you get and you, you guys get the you idea. Get yourself some knit everything. a couple of more things we want to discuss and then we're out of here. This is a mm. long episode. So, but we are we're, we're in good moods. That's so. a good one. Personal care. We are passionate about personal care over here at Cover to Cover. I think we've made that perfectly clear. And we love Hawthorne. Hawthorne elevates your grooming routine, whatever it is now. If you're going to drugstores and getting that stuff off the shelves, stop it right now. Hawthorne is a premium men's grooming brand that makes it easy to be your best confidently with elevated skincare and haircare essentials that work for you as an individual. I have... The body cream, the eye cream, the soap, both colognes, a work cologne and a play, play cologne. And yeah. I love them both. I wear them all the time. I constantly get compliments on the colognes. The soap, I just finished it. I Big, giant bar of soap that I just finished because I love it so much. Uh, Hawthorne is the best. Uh you take their, they have a little quiz. Alex, you know mm-hmm. you've taken the quiz. I've taken the a quiz. A lifestyle quiz. They find out about what you like, what type of sense you like and these and it's fun to take real quick. And based on your answer to that quiz, they they can package your uh, products to fit your routine a mm. little bit better. Are you dry? Are you itchy? Exactly. Hawthorne is always focused on making sure you look and feel your best, whatever comes your way. Plus, they're constantly working. With master perfumers, uh, so you know you'll always smell amazing. Which, you know, when you meet somebody who smells good, and you're always like, hey, they, they they got something going on. Yeah. I believe they're, you know, it, it, it fools you to thinking, I think they might be more successful than I think they are. Because mm-hmm. they smell successful. And Hawthorne will make you smell successful. You could take that one, Hawthorne, if you want, and use it as your new catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Smell successful. Oh, I like that, Alex. Call Elevate your personal care today by taking Hawthorne's quiz. Go to Hawthorne.co. Use the promo code COVER, C-O-V-E-R, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.CO, promo code COVER. Hawthorne.co, promo code COVER, and get 10% off. Hawthorne, it's time to update your personal care routine. Thanks, Hawthorne. Enjoy Cover to Cover. Hawthorne, smell successful. Nailed it. So last night, yesterday, I'm driving around town going to my, uh, I was at Dollar Tree's and, and Costco's, and uh, I get, uh, I hear Kate Beckinsale is on Howard Stern. New interview. She's yeah. got a new show coming out on Paramount TV or whatever, and she's on Howard Stern, and she's, first of all, I don't, I've, I've, I've honestly worked with Kate Beckinsale quite a bit on After Lately. She was on a couple times, and wonderful, sweet person. But then over the last couple of years, I think she was getting a little kooky, dating like young comedians like Pete Davidson God, and that, that other that guy. That gives me she hope. like Matt Reif. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah she dated him really? for a while. Who was like, kind of like, I mean, not an he's good, he's kind of an okay comedian, but a handsome looking kid. He's a and very niche. Yeah, she dated him for a while. And, that gives me hope. Um, and anyway, it seemed like she was losing it a bit, so, which led me to believe she was a bit kooky. But uh-huh. then I hear her on Stern yesterday, and she's... Great, actually, great. Mm-hmm. Seems perfectly normal and funny and self-deprecating. And, and anyway, she starts telling st- and fucking talk about Juicy Scoop. Oh, my God. She gave some. She told basically her. She brought
0: receipts? Or? Oh,
1: Alex, this woman brought receipts. If you guys don't have Howard Stern or or I maybe can read in another. She talked all about Harvey Weinstein Ooh. and her run-ins with Harvey Weinstein. Cause the, and this is uh, this is why I want to bring this up because, first of all, it's juicy as shit, but uh, it was also very interesting to me because I always think about, you know, we all heard about the, the, the people who went, uh, you know, in, who, were, who were affected by Harvey Weinstein in, in one way or another, but then I always thought about some of these actresses, and I, I talked about it on the podcast before, that you just didn't, you just kind of weirdly went away. Um, and for whatever reason, I'm not sure. You know, I don't know if it, they just decided Hollywood wasn't for them. They started families. I don't know. Like I, I look at people like Kelly Lynch, who was in a ton of movies in the '80s. Gorgeous, you know, Cocktail and and uh, and Drugstore Cowboy and some great movies she was. Kelly Lynch was in. Um, and then just you know, just you do know, see her anymore. Yeah, the Roadhouse. She's also in. And and then like uh, Madeline Stowe and Annabella Shiora and all these people who were just. You just they're just gone, and I don't know why. But I always assumed it was probably something along Linda Fiorentino, yeah. another one. I always thought it was along the lines of they they just had dealt with so much Harvey Weinstein type shit. Yeah, they were like, I'm done with. I don't I'm need out. this shit anymore. Like, I, how many more times do I gotta look at this fat son of a bitch in a row? And
0: eventually, you start to weigh it, where you're like, how big am I gonna get? I'm not gonna be the biggest. Why put you or, know wh- like,
1: I, whatever it may be? I yeah. think that, that they were. I think it was a lot of what I was talking about, you know, with Harvey Weinstein stuff. No, that's what I meant, relative
0: yeah. to how like you're like right. this isn't going to do it. Alex, let me finish. I'm
1: sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so here comes this Kate Beckinsale. And she tells her, um, her her story about Harvey Weinstein, and it goes. It's over the course of her entire career, kind of. Mm-hmm. And you know, we all heard the Harvey Weinstein stories, but I don't know if I've ever heard it from like. Uh, The horse's mouth, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, You know, I never really heard like an actress talk about it uh, on her level. And Mm. on as good looking as she was, I would imagine what she had to go through at every audition Mm. was was a Harvey Weinstein type situation. And so basically she she tells this story and I'll do my best to translate it to you guys. If if you don't have Howard Stern, if you do, I highly recommend listening to it. Uh, She's 16 years old. And I, I don't know. I don't know what her first film was. I kind of caught it mid interview, and she's talking about I would the first, and you know, and she shows up. She says I was very, very, very naive, like very naive to Hollywood. I was from London. I didn't know anything about Hollywood, and I show up to a meeting with Harvey Weinstein, and she does mention the fact that she was severely uh, at one point. Uh, Anorexic or bulimic And and that comes into play In this story Uh, And she says She shows up to a meeting At the Peninsula Whatever hotel And of course It's taking place In his hotel room Which right there Is just like That's enough I I mean it's just so Nice that this scumbag Level of Of Hollywood Is kind of gone And or Or maybe it's not You know who knows I'm sure there are Many scumbags still Out and about In this town but it, we did we did rid ourselves of a few or at least shed a light on it so much so that i don't think people have to go to meetings in hotel rooms anymore and kate Beckinsale does a very good job in explaining why she did it uh, because like she goes i just felt like i had to there was no way to turn you know like there would be now mm-hmm. you know you could you could go to to tmz or whatever and, and say yeah. you know, this asshole showed but up look, in, in a yeah. hotel room in a fucking bathrobe so he shows up in a bathrobe, of course, answers the door. This is a 16-year-old girl now, 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. Shows up, uh, got a bathrobe on, and she was like, I was so naive that I literally was, you know, I didn't even see the sexuality in it. I thought that I was, he just forgot there was a meeting, you know, like, mm. oh, it was poor old, because she goes, all I could see, I was a 16-year-old girl. And to me, I didn't see that he was a weird perv. I just saw what a sad old man mm. who forgot we had a meeting and he's in his bathrobe. <laughs> like, he goes, that's the way I looked at I him. I mean, like, it is a sad old man. And and, and, and the other thing like Stern was saying, like, too, and so was she. was like, he's so gross looking that it's almost like, like, oh, I didn't even realize you thought you could fuck me. Like, that. you're so gross that I didn't even put two and two together that that's what you thought was going to happen here. So they go in, they have the meeting, and she says it never turned sexual or anything like that. She goes, He he was offering me drinks and she goes, and I didn't I took the drinks. This is where the bulimia thing comes into play. She says, I took the drinks because I didn't take uh, I I said yes, but not because I don't want to drink. I didn't even want the calories because that's how bulimic and and, mm-hmm. and I was and I didn't even all I think about was oh empty calories and I'm not yeah. gonna drink Bailey. So you said, uh, I'll have Bailey's and he went and got ordered a whole bottle of Bailey's from downstairs and brought it up. I wanted to get her drunk. Anyway, cut to years later. Uh, now she's a big star, big famous star. She's doing a lot of Miramax films, his company, mm-hmm. and uh, and they meet again somewhere. You know, she's a big star, the name above the title, of fucking movie star. And uh, and he's and he asks her like, "Hey, remember that time I met you in a hotel room when you were sixteen? How old were you?" And she said it was so weird. It was like I was already kind of famous and. He kept asking me at this party like how old were you that first time I met you? Mm-hmm. Like literally I need to know exactly how old you were. <laughs> I got a PR team. No, exactly. And she's like like why is it, 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 it And see man. none of it had come out yet mm-hmm. what we all know now. So she's like why why is he keep asking me how old I was? And uh and he keeps asking like I need to know how old were you? And then he goes, "And did we do anything?" Like she goes, "He didn't we didn't," she said, but he goes, "So that's how many people he was fucking over yeah. he didn't, he didn't even remember no. who or mm-hmm. what. And then we're talking Kate Beckinsale. We're not talking any now think of what happened to
0: mm-hmm.
1: other people were aren't even on her level. So uh then she tells a story which I thought was fascinating, and then we'll end with this. I don't know if you guys remember the movie, which actually a very good movie. I don't know if you ever saw it, Alex, called uh, Serendipity. Oh, yeah. Kind of romantic comedy mm-hmm. with Kate Beckinsale and John Cusack. <laughs> very did. cool New York City movie. I actually kinda like serendipity. Maybe watching it now, it's not as good as I thought it was, but I did like it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway uh, for those of you who don't do or don't remember, Serendipity came out like right after 9-11. That was the release date was like, you know, September 15th or whatever or the, mm-hmm. that year that 9-11 happened. So, uh, they were very, uh, apprehensive about doing press for it. It was a Miramax film and it was going to be their big romantic comedy of the year. And they were very apprehensive about doing red carpets and, and, and all that. You know, three days after 9-11. Mm-hmm. So both John Cusack and Kay Beckinsale had decided, we're not going to do it. But then, this is when, you know, let's face it, Harvey Weinstein, at that time, everybody was sucking his dick. L- not l- literally and figuratively, like he was the greatest thing Everyone in the world. was thanking him. Yeah, the world, shows. exactly. Like, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. Meryl Streep got up and called him God at one point. Yeah. And, I mean, he was the king of the world. So he was very, very, very powerful. And I guess he said you're gonna fucking walk a red carpet or i'll fucking you'll never work in this town again kind mm. of shit. And She's like, "So, there we were, had to walk a red carpet." And uh and she said, "So, i didn't feel it was because of 9/11, i decided to tone it down a bit and not wear like a sexy gown that i would normally wear on the red carpet. And mm. i wore a simple suit." You know, and i'm sure Kate Beckinsale looks fucking amazing looks whether a suit yeah. or fucking whatever. I'm sure it's fine and who gives a shit? So she says. Cut to like two weeks later, she gets a call from Harvey Weinstein saying they have kids the same age. Mm-hmm. And she said, and Harvey Weinstein says, "Let's have a play date." And she goes, and all this time I'm, I'm still like, I don't, I don't want to fuck with Harvey Weinstein because I want a career, and he would end your career yeah. at this time if, if you fucked with him. So she says, "Let's have a play date with our kids." So okay, Beckett says, "Sure, that sounds nice." So she shows up to Harvey Weinstein's house, and Harvey Weinstein says, "Bring the nanny, your kid, and the nanny." Harvey Weinstein shows up at the, ha- I mean, uh, Kate Beckinsale shows up at Harvey Weinstein's house with their kid. Mm-hmm. He co- shows up with his kid. She goes to both have nannies. Harvey Weinstein says, "Go play in the backyard, nannies mm-hmm. and kids." I'm going to s- talk to Kate for a second. Yeah, and he said that. She- I mean, Kate Beckinsale said the fu- he ripped into her about wearing a pantsuit. Oh, or whatever suit on the red carpet. Like you fucking lesbian cunt bitch, fuck! How dare you? You ruined my film. I I want tits and ass on the red carpet. You give me tits and ass. And she's like, I couldn't believe it. I never wow. heard any. I never heard anyone talk like that. I never. I mean, can you imagine this fucking monster uh, ruling? How I mean, this dude ruled Hollywood for twenty five fucking years. Yes. And 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 it's just shocking to me that people could behave like that. And and then of course uh. uh to just wrap it up with this Katie Couric is coming out with a book and she was on the today show yesterday and she had basically, I think everyone was a little shocked by how hard she came down. Cause she was doing the interview with Savannah Guthrie, who I think is still was, or still is a good friend of Matt Lauer's Whether they still have a relationship. I don't know, but they were at one point best friends. And so was Katie Couric and Matt Lauer. They worked together on a today show for many years as well. And, uh, and I guess Katie Clark went on and did this interview with Savannah Guthrie on a Today Show and basically just said he's a piece, the worst piece of shit. I had no idea how bad it was, the things he was doing here on Today Show with these people and everybody. And I guess all, it, and the hero's like, fuck, you know, we heard little stories. Oh, he did mm. this, he jerked off in a plant, he did that. Had the door but, locker on the desk. Right, right, yeah. right. But then you hear the other, uh, you're like, oh, this was years of scumbag behavior. Yeah. And it's like, wow. So it's just kind of nice that all that shit is kind of you know he's gone. So Lauer uh, uh you know no, but we do have mm-hmm. the Dylan Dreyer taking over and you know hey, you, it, it, you, you win get, some you, got, you got, lose exactly. Some. You got you got a couple of boars now sitting yeah. there outside of uh outside of my girl Hoda Kotb. You got a bunch of boars sitting around on the on the Today show and it's not as fun as it used to be when you mm-hmm. had Lauer, you know, asking uh Asking some, these girls inappropriate questions. Like, mm. I heard you had a problem stepping out of the car so people could see your panties. I remember he asked that, that one actress, uh, uh, Anne Hathaway. Oh, yeah. Like, he was asking her about her panties or something in an interview. Yeah. And they, you know, at the time, you didn't even think much of it. But then when you heard all the other scumbags, you're like, you're like wow. Oh. You look back at some of these interviews, like, what a fucking mm. scumbag. Anyway, I listened to the K-Bagger Show. It it was fantastic. I thought those stories were interesting to tell, you know, just for fun. That's it. We could talk more about uh, nits if you want or, we could. Uh, or um, you know what country you'd be rich in but we also we do some celebrity stuff as well thank you for making us the second funniest podcast in the country in the world I think let's go with the world we are the second comedy podcast in the world mm-hmm. runner-up to yeah. who who would we lose to Alex that's why we drink that's and that, and that is why we drink because we came in second. Mm-hmm. Too and that's why we drink, which isn't even a comedy. I hear it's good, but I'll give it a listen. Yeah. See what the situation is, see what these gals are up to. Certainly not telling you about uh, wearing a large, puffy vest or that you can make a fucking killing in Pakistan. Yeah. If you make $42,000 What a do they year. have to
0: say about riblets? <laughs> Anything?
1: I, I don't even know if they have an opinion on riblets. Mm. And that's not the type of podcast I want to listen to. No. I want to listen to two guys who have strong opinions on riblets. Yeah. And how do you, where do you stand on riblets? I
0: still have zero facts about riblets. (laughs) Now let me ask you, okay, okay,
1: now that we're on riblets, I think you might have told us this before, Mm -hmm. and I think you answered it incorrectly. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, w- now, riblets, I believe, are just a rib with no bone. Yeah. So now, Riblet is rib meat, I
0: believe. Rib yeah. meat, but it's no bone in no it. No bone. Just,
1: it's basically a boneless chicken wing. a boneless it's chicken a boneless wing. Chicken so wing. now, I asked you this before, where do you stand on those? Boneless chicken wing or regular chicken wing? Oh,
0: I'm a boneless guy.
1: See? I I knew you answered it wrong. But
0: you know what's funny?
1: Go ahead. No, you know what? I'll go with boneless. So say we're at a Buffalo Wild Wings, you yeah. and I, watching a game. Is it Tuesday? Why, what do they do on Tuesday?
0: Boneless Tuesdays.
1: Oh, they have a boneless Tuesday yes. at Buffalo Wild Wings?
0: If it's Tuesday.
1: What do they do? What kind of, what's the deal? I think it's like,
0: like uh, I think it's like 25 cent boneless wings. Or something. Really? It's been a while. See, but, that's
1: but because boneless is shit. And that's mm. why they, they give them away on Tuesday. Because nobody, boneless. Pardon me? I, yeah, I know. I uh, Here's my problem with boneless. I find them to be, they're not the same fun and consistency of regular chicken. I feel like. It's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's too salty. I don't like the batter. And I don't feel that that batter is sometimes on the, the bone in. Okay. I, I'm not a fan. Okay. I'll eat them. Listen, if you want to take me on a Tuesday to Buffalo Wild Wings, I'll go with you. But yeah. I, 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 I won't be as happy as I would with Okay. Them. I have a question I for got, you. Go ahead. Go Sauce ahead. or rub? Oh, sauce, 100%. Oh, you answered sauce. that wrong. Not really? Yeah. Rub on a chicken wing? Yeah, on a boneless. Alex, I feel like you, you are You get the fucking, Cajun rub I don't on know a boneless? What, I don't know what the people are going to, uh, how they're <laughs> going to weigh in on this, but I feel you are way off mm-hmm. on your chicken wings.
0: Hit the Facebook page, let us know.
1: Because I'm a bit of a chicken wing aficionado, I like to think, mm-hmm. and love them, by yeah. the way. And uh, and I, I think you've- And I've, I've had them at the place, you know, if you ever go to Buffalo, there's two- Places that say they invented them, basically yeah. the Buffalo Chicken Wing, and I went to both, and you know both excellent, okay. both excellent. So
0: flats or drumsticks?
1: Oh, it's got to be always drumstick. I don't like the wing. I'll you eat don't like the, the wing. Flat? Is that what they Wrong call? Again. Is that what they call the wing? The flat? Yeah, yeah. I don't like the drumstick. I know, good. I know. Well, I think the people you know are going to speak about this one. You and know what, what is good about out.
0: this? You and I. Could easily split a plate of wigs. I know. Because
1: we like. I got to say this about Buffalo Wild Wings. There's one right here. And sometimes I'll go because they have all the games on. Mm-hmm. And I'll go. I'll meet John Ryan over there. And he we, we like to watch the games. And Buffalo Wild Wings not even try anymore. No. They still just throw this shit you at you. What, that paper. Yeah. You know. I'm like. I Listen. I'm not. I don't need a lot. But can you do a little better than the paper fucking basket? plate basket? Yeah. yeah, That they don't even care. They just mm. toss it at you. Paper yeah. basket. I mean. Don't they
0: charge extra for celery and carrots there?
1: That's, they might. That's wrong. I don't wrong. Even know. I mean, but, you know, who knows? We got a it's, a, it's a wild one over there. Yeah. It's literally a wild wings over there in Sherman Oaks. Okay. Okay. Anyway, I think we did all <laughs> we could do. Yes. Here. Uh, long episode. A lot, a lot of information. Mm-hmm. To, for you guys to uh, let uh, soothe you uh, this Thursday, uh, Chicago. You know the deal. Uh, Zanies in Chicago. Uh, I'll be there December 13th and 14th. It's a Monday and a Tuesday night. One show each night. Very excited to get back to that area of Chicago in at Christmas time. And I highly recommend you guys come in from the outer uh, lying uh, Illinois area and uh, Schaumburg. Maybe? Schaumburg. Drive down from Schaumburg. Mm-hmm. Drive down from uh, from all those places. Yeah.
0: Milwaukee, and, even. Why not? Okay. That's not Make that far, trip. right?
1: Yeah. I've made that trip before. Couple, I've actually made it's that trip. An hour by train? Yeah. hour and a half? Do I'm that. Wrong. Because, uh, no, no, I think you're, you're kind of okay. right. Uh, so come on down because it's going to be a great, great uh, couple of shows. And I'm excited, so excited to be back in Chicago. It's been a while. Those are the ones. Zanies.com has all the information you need. You're going to have to scroll through a little bit to find them. But it's just the way these things work. Find them. Tickets are cheap going to be great. Great club. One of the best in the country. And then, of course, I go to City Winery uh, with Heather McDonald in November. I'll be there. But then I go to City Winery by myself in New York City doing my headlining set at City Winery at their, uh, in their uh, loft room, which is the cutest fucking spot to do comedy. And I'll be there on January 8th, Saturday night in New York City in 2022. And I'll be surrounded by the Benjamin Moore's mm-hmm. col- color of the year. I'll be wearing an entire suit made of Benjamin Moore's color of the year, 2022, mm-hmm. which was something green. <laughs> you forgot what it was. Some sort of October green. October mist. October mist. I think you're right. Alex. Yeah. October mist. I'll be, I'll be surrounded in October mist. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, 2022 will, will still be the funniest. You'll be watching. If you come to those shows, any of those Chicago near, you'll be watching the funniest podcast host, in the world, second funniest podcast. The runner-up
0: of the funniest right. podcast. Host. Second
1: funniest podcast, whatever. Alex Connor and myself, uh, and then on and on and on. We just got another Dallas date. We'll be back in Dallas. Dallas, we're gonna fucking we're gonna, we'll be back in February. They love us in Dallas. This guy keeps saying, "You guys killed it. Come back. Be back in Escondido, California, in December. Escondido. I got more coming. <laughs> They're coming. So that's what we'll be doing." Thank you all. Uh, what do we got to get out of here?
0: This one's for, uh, it's for anyone out there with a broken
1: heart. Alex is getting good at picking these final songs. Elton John Kiki D, mm-hmm. I believe, is uh, yes. the duet that he's doing. It Kiki D. Oh, this is my, this is my karaoke song that I, oh, yeah? I usually do duet with a you know, a lady who's. I know. As the, most recently, Jesse May Peluso and myself did this at some bar in Santa Monica a couple of months ago. Killed it. Let's hear. It. You older gals, be careful. This broken heart thing is taking you people out, taking yeah. you old gals out. You old hoarders. Somebody check on Yams. Yeah, oh, Yams is probably long gone. Huh? Long gone. We gotta. We should see if we can find this Yams still, I mean, If she ever got a date, we don't even know if she ever got a date. I'll take her out at this point. I know it's one of us. Should. I'll get her some. Yeah, we'll go I get should. some wings. That might have been our our our, our peak of this podcast when we found that email from Yams on Oprah Magazine yeah. that said, "I just, God, I just would want one date." Yeah. And you know, Yams became kind of a you know, we don't even know who she is, and she became a you know somebody we we're pulling cherish for here on uh, cover to cover. Thank you all Thank you Kiki D And uh, Elton John Giving us this one 70's classic Elton John I just read That he has a number one Or like a chart hit With uh, Dua Lipa Oh, They did a duet Or something so it Just uh, came out and it, Yeah it came out A couple of weeks ago And uh, it is Hit the charts in, And he's the first person Ever to have Chart hits In five decades Ooh, yeah. wow. Five, Oh wow or Maybe even six decades Five decades, whatever. He's the and first person 60, ever. Sixties, yes. Sixties, seventies, nineties, two thousands, two thousand tens. It could be 10s and twenties. Yeah. Technically, yeah, so could, that, yes. No, so so that would be
0: seventies. So yeah,
1: could be six decades.
0: Seventy. Anyway, yeah.
1: Anyway, I was listening to that on uh, one of those channels I listen to on Sirius Satellite Radio, the seventies channel, and of course they get these old DJs who used to be on real radio, but they mm. now work at Sirius and the guy obviously doesn't know anything about new music and he goes and then Elton John has this new song with Dua Lipa like, oh look at fucking boob it's, yeah it's Dua Lipa come on we're Boomer we're fans of hers around here you asshole bye bye